in chapter 5, and I'm going to begin at verse 1. Boy, I'll feel it here this morning. <laughs> I want to back up in verse 23 in chapter 4 and read just a few verses there. And Jesus went about all Galilee in their synagogue and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Listen to this. And healing all manner of sicknesses and all manner of diseases among the people. And his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with diverse diseases and torment, and those which were possessed with devils, and those which were lunatic, and those that had the palsy, and he healed them. And there, follow, and there followed him great multitudes. Not a great multitude, but great multitudes. What is that saying? I, I mean just probably hundreds, thousands of people. Great multitudes. Of people from Galilee, from the capitalists, from Jerusalem, and from Judea, and from beyond Jordan. And seeing the multitude, he, Jesus, went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying. Now I want to say before we get started, try to say it before every service, but sometimes I just I just don't remember it. But so you'll know, and you should know, that these altars is open from the beginning when them doors is open till they're closed. And if they are closed, you call me and they need to be open, then they will be open anytime, day or night, okay? But we see here that Jesus had begun his ministry and he had just told them, over there, the some of the disciples, that if they would follow him, he would make them fishers of men. And so, he's still telling us that today. If we will come and follow him, he'll make us fishers of men, man, woman, boy, or child. All we have to do is just follow Jesus, and then Jesus will prepare us on where he wants us to go and what he wants to say. But you notice here, his disciples followed him, and the disciples turned out to be great men. Is that right? They turned out to be great men. And so we can look at this scripture today, and it will tell us in order to be a leader, you've got to first do what? You've got to first learn to be a follower. Now, if you're not a good follower, then you're not going to be a good leader. Changes are you're not going to be a leader at all if you don't learn how to follow. But a good follower will make good leaders. And I hope and pray to God that's what we are here at Bloomington Chapel today is to raise up some good followers 
And when the time comes, then God can use them to be good leaders. Now, I'm getting old, and some of you are getting old. And as I told them teenagers here the other night, they need to learn to be good followers and listen and pay attention because one of these days, us old ones is going to be gone. That is, if time lasts, and they're going to be the ones stepping up here and stepping up in Sunday school classes and in children's churches. So we need to, we need to be trained up to be good followers, and that means good listening. And so we see here that Jesus, after the multitude, and he went up into a mountain, and when he was set down, his disciples came to him, and the Bible said, and Jesus opened his mouth, and he taught them, saying. Now, he don't say that he preached a message to them, but Jesus sat down, and if you notice reading through the Bible, a lot of times he'll talk about Jesus going into a house, and he sat down, and he taught them. Well, I don't know about you, but I love to hear a good teacher of the Word of God. Does anybody follow me? Can't we learn a whole lot to listen to a good teacher that's called of God and got the anointing of teaching? And so I love to hear a good teacher. And so here it said Jesus sat down and he talked to them. And he began in verse 3 and he said, Blessed are the poor in spirit for yours or theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I want each one of these to sink in to your heart and mind this morning. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, blessed here in this scripture, in the study Bible, the word blessed means happy. So happy is opposite from being proud. You cannot have a proud heart Hey man, and be humble this morning. Hey man, you cannot think that you're better and higher and mightier than somebody else and look down your nose on some poor person uh, and not have anything to do with them and think you're a lot better than they are because we're not. We're all uh, as one. We're all the way that God made us. Hey man, uh, and we're all God's children. We're all born because God brought us into this world. People say, well, uh, I was an accident. No, you wasn't an accident. Hey, man, uh, I was a mistake. You might have been a mistake for your parents, but it wasn't a mistake for God because if God hadn't wanted you to be born, you'd have never been here this morning. And God has a purpose for each and every one of us uh, that was born. We ha- he has a purpose for us in life. Hey, man. When I was born and I was growing up, I didn't think nothing about it. I didn't know what my purpose was. I, I just thought my purpose was just to get out here and have a big time and all. But as I grew and as I was brought up in church, I began to learn. Uh, and, and then I began to realize uh, that God had a purpose. For I had a purpose in life for God's glory. Hey, man. And we've all got a purpose and all we got to do, people say, well, I don't know what my purpose is. Well, uh, 
Maybe you need to ask God, God, what do you want me to do? And if you'll ask God, God, what do you want me to do? And you're willing to do what God tells you to do, I'll promise you God will lay it on your heart and he'll tell you what he wants you to do. We've all got a job, haven't we? We've all got a ministry and that ministry is going out inviting the lost and the dying to come in uh, and get saved. Hey, man, uh, how long has it been since anybody invited somebody to come to church? Uh, you know, and so we've got families. We need to start working on our family this year. But how many have got families that don't go to church that's out there lost and without God? Pretty much every one of us has. Don't you think it's time we get out and just, hey, we'd like for you to go to church with us. They may just be sitting back, Johnny, waiting for somebody to say, hey, would you go to church with me Sunday? And you might be surprised just how many people say, yes, I will. Been sitting there waiting for years, maybe, for somebody to invite him to come to church. So blessed means happiness. Uh, and one of them, Jesus said, blessed or happy are the poor in spirit or the humble in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Uh, and then in verse 4, he said, blessed are they uh, that mourn, for they shall uh, be comforted. Hey, man, what's he saying here? Blessed are them that mourn. Uh, how many of us from time to time... Uh, that we, we have someone passes away or something comes up in our life that we lose something we love dearly, uh, amen, and then we start mourning about it. I mean, you know, it breaks our hearts uh, uh, to see it. And so he's not saying here it's a good thing that one dies or anything like that, but Jesus is just saying here, blessed are they uh, that mourn for they shall be comforted. Uh, and how can we be comforted? No matter what we're going through this morning, uh, no matter what we've been through yesterday, no matter what we'll go through tomorrow, and we're all going to have problems. Hey, man, uh, as, uh, as Sarah sung that song, uh, that's one of my favorites. Uh, it kind of helped you to sing here. Uh, I guess the first that ever I hear it sing it, uh, hey, man, uh, just what is it, just ride out the storm. Uh, how many of us have been through a storm lately? Let's see your hand uh, if you've been through a storm Everybody, I think in this building, raise their hands, Sheila. And we all been through them storms, Brother Billy. And Lord, we're going to be through them probably today, probably tomorrow, and the next day, and the next week, and the next year. But thank God what he's saying here. He said they shall be comforted. If you know Jesus Christ this morning, you're not going to find any comfort in the world out there. Hey, man, you're not going to find any peace out there in the world. You're not going to find any joy or any happiness out there. You may find a few pleasures that only lasted for a season. But what Jesus is saying here, blessed, happy, be happy. Hey, man, to those that mourn, because I've got something that will help you get through it. I've got something that will put a peace in you like the world don't have to put in you. Let me go on. It's a blessed. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Hallelujah. And then verse 6, Blessed are they with new hunger and 
thirst uh, after righteousness, uh, for they shall uh, uh, be filled. Uh, well, glory. Uh, somebody ought to give God a hand of praise uh, uh, this morning. Uh, I'm preaching uh, how to be blessed this morning. Uh, you can't come to church uh, and just sit back. Uh, as Brother Alvin used to say, uh, on a seat of new nothing, uh, like a lot of people does, uh, I sit down and say, now, uh, bless me if you can, preacher. Uh, bless me if you can, singers. Uh, that ain't the way it works. Uh, I'm going to tell you something today, my friend. Uh, he said, blessed are them uh, who hunger uh, and thirst after righteousness. Uh, he said, for they shall, uh, glory be the name of the Lord, uh, they shall uh, be filled. Uh, he didn't say I might fill them. Uh, I ought to fill them, but if you're hungry and thirsty for God and for the Word of God, all you got to do is just get hungry and come to the house of God. And he said, if you're hungry, I'll feed you. If you're thirsty, I'll give you to drink. People have lost their hunger for God. And when you lose your hunger for God, you're going to lose your hunger to go to church. And if you've lost your hunger for God and your thirst for the Word of God, for the Holy Spirit, and then if you've lost that, maybe one time had it, and then you've lost it, and how did you lose it? You lost it because you quit serving the Lord. You lost it because... You have given up on God, and I'm afraid many of them, because the reason they lost their peace and their joy, they've given up on God and went back to the old life that Paul talked about. Hey, man, for the pleasures of the flesh. There's a lot of people today are searching for something, and if they don't get hungry and thirsty for God, then they're going to find it in the world. But let me warn you, young people and old people, uh, the Bible says that there's pleasure in sin, uh, but it only lasted for a season. Uh, and there's a lot of people uh, that went out, uh, hey man, just for one night, they said, uh, and for the pleasure of sin, uh, and thought they'd make it back to church on Sunday, uh, hey man, and maybe get back in. Uh, but let me tell you, there's been a lot of them went out for the pleasure of sin, uh, one night, and they didn't make it back to church. Uh, matter of fact, they didn't make it back to home because God called them out of here. Uh, we're walking on thin ice of this day, church, uh, that we're living in. Uh, we need to get that hunger back. Uh, we need to get that thirst back. Uh, we need to get that want to back uh, that God said he'd give us. Uh, he said, I'll give you peace uh, if you're hungry. Uh, he said, I'll give you joy uh, if you're thirsty. Uh, he said, I'll give you uh, whatever you need uh, to make you happy uh, and to help you along life's way. Uh, but you've got to get hunger and you've got to get thirst before I can give it to you. You've got to show me that you want it. Hey, man. Does anybody love the Word of God? Does anybody listen? If you're listening this morning, give God a hand of praise. Blessed or happy are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. 
That's all I ought to have to say this morning. How many believe that's true? How many believe I just read you out of the Word of God? It's written in blood. It's written in red. It ain't what I say. It ain't what you say. But it's what Jesus says. He said, search the Scripture, for in them you think you have eternal life. Many are going to miss heaven because they don't search the Scripture. I've had people to tell me, well, preacher, I know what the Bible said. You don't have to tell me. Well, you're going to be that much guiltier. What do you mean? I know what the Bible says. Because the Bible says he that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him in his sin. And you're sure not doing good. It amazes me at people, and some of them don't even start the church door, when I talk to them, knows a whole lot more about the Bible than what this preacher does. When I study it sometimes, day for hours and night for hours, and, well, I know what the Bible says. Well, what does it say? Well, I know what it says. Well, then you know that it said, do you know it says, he didn't know to do good and do it not to him in his sin? Well, I'm not drinking and I'm not doing this. I'm well, maybe you're not, and that's good. But is God telling you to do something and you're not doing it? Well, yeah. Well, you've sinned right there. The Bible said over in 1 John, I believe it's 1 John, and I forget what verse it is, 5 or 6 maybe. Jesus said, let me turn over there. I don't want to misquote it and somebody catch me on it. I'd like to tell you what Jesus said, not what Ralph Foster said. Over in 1 John chapter 1, and I didn't give Lee this, but I'm sure he'll get right on it. Chapter 1 of 1 John, it says, If we say that we have no sin, it don't say if we say that we used to didn't have no sin. But if we say that we have no sin, you deceive the preacher. Is that what he says? Huh? Who do we save? Ourself, Johnny? What does deceive, what does that mean? Lie? Whew, I don't like that word. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. I didn't say that. The Bible says it. So just remember, if we say that we're perfect, we've sinned right then because we've lied. If we say that we have no sin, Mike, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But now listen to this. But if, if, that's a big word, but if we confess our sins, boy, sometimes that's hard for us to do, ain't it? We know we're guilty of them, but it's just hard. It's just hard to come out, ain't it, Lord? Just hard to admit it. If we confess our sins, He, 
Who's that, who's that he? Oh, it ain't the pastor? No. He is Jesus. He is faithful and just to do what? To forgive us our sins and do what? <laughs> and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Hey, Amen. Somebody ought to be a praising God this morning. We're serving a God and only a God that can forgive sins this morning. And we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Let me get to verse 10. If we say that we have not sinned, then we make him, meaning God, we make God a liar and the truth is not in us. Is there any perfect people in here this morning? Is there anybody in here that lives a perfect life? Are there anybody in here that never sins? Are there anybody in here that just walks a straight and narrow line every day? No. No. So why do I have to look at Mike and judge Mike on something when we've all sinned? Instead of judging him, I need to pray with him. But first of all, I need to know for sure that he is sinned, and then I'm going to do like the Bible says to do. I'm going to go to him and talk to him about it. And if he don't listen to me, then I'm going to get one or two to come with me, Mike. I'm not saying, I'm not just picking on you. That's all right, ain't it? I'm using you for just for an example, and you're a good one, okay? And then I get one or two to go with me. And then the Bible says, if they don't listen to two or three, then to bring them before the church. Is that, is that what the Word says to do? And then, if they don't listen to the church, tell them to leave. Is that what the Word says? No, it's not what the Word says. It don't say run them off. It says to set them down until they repent and treat them as a sinner and a public. Not to run them off. It says we're to pray for one another and lift one another up. Amen. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. You've got to show mercy before you can receive mercy. There's a lot of people like to shove out mercy, uh, like for you to shove out mercy for them, but they don't like to show you no mercy. Amen. Mercy is love, love, and helping. Are we the church, are we to try to destroy one another? Huh? Are we to pray for one another? Are we to reach out and to help one another? <laughs> Let me go on. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. If you're a Christian this morning and you're living the best life that you know how to live, then blessed, you ought to be happy. Amen. Because it said, happy are they, happy are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Who's looking for the coming of Jesus Christ today? Who's looking for him? How many wants to see him? 
How many wants to just when you see him? Have you ever thought about when I get to heaven and I see Jesus? I, have you ever thought about what you're going to do? I've got mom and I've got dad and I've got loved ones, brothers, sisters, uncles, aunts, kinfolk. I've got all kind of people uh, already up there. Uh, hey, man, but... Uh, when I get to heaven, I want to see Jesus first of all. Hey, man, uh, can you sing that song the first million years? Uh, I'm going to tell you, uh, I thought one day, man, uh, for the first million years, uh, we're going to just worship him. Uh, and somebody said, what are you going to do the second million years? Uh, I said, I'm going to worship and praise Jesus. Uh, what are you going to do the third million? Uh, I'm going to worship and praise Jesus. Uh, amen. Uh, why? Because uh, he is worthy to be praised this morning. Why? Because uh, he reached down one day and lifted me out of the pit of hell uh, and set my feet upon a solid rock. Amen. He forgave me of my sin, and he still says forgiving me of my failures today. Is anybody glad that he's a serving God and a forgiving God? If he was not a forgiving God, where would we be at today? And if everybody's sin, if everybody in here has sinned and said, well, he ain't no use going to church for them that sin. He ain't no use going to church. How many of you think would be here to come through them doors on Sunday morning? It's perfect. Zero. Because the Bible said, we've all sinned. Let me go on. I'm trying to get through this. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Are you a peacemaker today? Have you tried to have peace and make peace in your family, in your church? Are you a peacemaker? Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteous. Let me start over and read this one. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Let that sink in. Blessed are they which are persecuted. Who likes to be persecuted? You say, what are you talking about persecuted? Well, I'm talking about persecution. is more than just being beaten or whatever. It's those. How can we persecute somebody? How can we persecute somebody without shooting them or knifing them or beating them up? What? Telling tale and gospel. Who said? Who said something over here? What? Who said that? Oh, oh. What else? How else can we persecute them? The tongue can accuse and carry bad news. Be careful. Of the stones that you throw. Anybody ever heard that song? A tongue can accuse and carry bad news. So be careful of the stones that you throw. How many have been guilty of doing just that? i got to raise both hands. If I had 50, I'd raise them. We're all guilty of it, hey man. 
You say, well, why in the world? I don't like to do I don't like for people to do that. Blessed are they which are persecuted for, for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 12, Paul wrote to Timothy about the church. And he said there, he said, All, all who live godly in Christ Jesus is going to suffer persecution. Have you ever, have you ever suffered persecution? Has anybody ever talked about you? Everybody ever lied to you? Mark, you wouldn't believe the way that I've been spiritually persecuted. Lied on. I, me and Michael, my brother, going down the house, uh, working down the house one day, working over across the road at my mother-in-law and father-in-law's place. Of course, they're down dead and gone. And we were over there working. Man, it was hot. We got hot. And I told, I don't remember what we were doing. I told Michael, I said, let's take a break. Man, it's hot. So we walked around. He sat down on the porch. I said, I'm going to go get us a bottle of water. And I walked across the road to my house and got me and Michael a bottle of water. Well, I come back out, and he was laying stretched out on the porch resting. And there's a shade tree there, and he was on that cool concrete porch. And I had a bottle of water in it each hand, and I was taking it over to him. Well, I went out to the store the next day. Or it might have been that evening. <laughs> you remember that, honey? <laughs> I went out to the store, and I went in the store, and Patty was running the store then. And she said, Brother Ralph, she said, there's a person come in here is either that morning or evening or whatever. I believe it was the next day she was telling me. She said, there's a person come in here yesterday and said, there's a bunch in here. And said, he come in and said, he said, y'all ain't going to believe what I seen. And somebody said, well, what did you see? And he said, Michael and Ralph Foster was drunk as monkeys. <laughs> well, now, he tell, I'm not telling the truth, honey. said, Michael was so drunk, he had done passed out laying on the porch. <laughs> and he said, Ralph Foster was going across there with two drinks in his hand, just a staggering everywhere. <laughs> she said, I told him, she said, you listen to me. He said, I know Ralph Foster and I know you're lying, and you either stop that right now or you leave and don't you come back. And there's a bunch in the store and said they just laughed at it because they knowed it was a lie because they knowed me. Falsely accused. Listen to what it says in verse 11, I think it is. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you. These people make you mad when you get you stirred up. The Bible says it's all right. Oh, it's wrong to get mad. No, the Bible says it's wrong to get mad. The Bible says get angry, but sin not. Sometimes it's a little hard for me to get angry and not sin. Well, sometimes I get in the wrong spirit. Does anybody do that? And then I've got to do some repenting. And so, blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. We all have people 
falsely accusing us. You might think, no, nobody don't me. Yes, they do. You may hear or not hear it, and you may not know it, but everybody talks about somebody. Amen? Amen. Is there anybody here that don't like to share a little gossip every now and then? Boy, I tell you what, I must have lit a stick of dynamite here the other week when I preached on Facebook. But I ain't backed down from it, and I'm not going to back down from it. They, if you use them wrongly, that's a trade of the devil. You hear that devil? It's not of God, it's of you. And it's how you use them. Some people say, well, I don't, I've got, and there's nothing wrong with it. Just like I said, there's nothing wrong with having a gun. It ain't the gun that kills people. It's the people that pull the trigger kills people. There's nothing wrong with Facebook. It's the one in how they use a Facebook. Thank God for Facebook. A lot of people probably hearing the word of God out there today because of it all over the country. But he said, blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. But listen to this. Jesus didn't say bless it in verse 12, but he said when all these things come upon you, he said rejoice. <laughs> Woo! Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which was before me. And I was reading the other day, and Jesus was speaking something on this order, and he said, don't worry about it. When they falsely accuse you, they persecute you. He said, because he said, they did it to me first. Jesus said they did it to him first before they did it to you. What did they do to Jesus? How did they persecute him? They went further than we'll ever go. They persecute him for being the son of God. They persecute. They spit in his face. They pulled a beard out of his face. They put a plaid of thorns on his head and mashed it down on him. The blood and corruption run out. They beat him with a whip. They hit him over the head with a cane. And the reason he was dying, it was dying for them people. You might say, well, preacher, I've sinned so far. I once knew God, and I just drifted away from God. God, I want you to know the good news is God didn't leave you. You left God. 